The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Obesity be renamed to chronic appetite dysregulation. That is what researchers in University College Cork are calling for. Uh, one of those is Dr. Margaret Steele from the School of Public Health in UCC. Uh, Margaret, you're welcome to the show. Thanks a million for uh, taking the time to talk to us. But why the rebrand for obesity? Well, um, I should say that I, I've, I'm doing this in collaboration with colleagues in NUIG as well. Um, and one of my collaborators is an endocrinologist and I'm a philosopher. So we've been looking at this from a kind of a multidisciplinary point mm. of view. And I suppose one of the issues is I'm here, I'm talking to you here now from the European Congress on Obesity, right? It's this massive conference. We've got hundreds and hundreds of delegates. And if you ask anyone in this building, pretty much anyone at all, is obesity a disease? They're going to say yes. But if you ask a random person on the street, is obesity a disease? I'm not sure that they're going to say yes. A lot of them will probably say no. And that's not because, um, you know, the public is somehow ill-informed or doesn't get it or there's some kind of magic deep knowledge we have that the public doesn't have. It's because we haven't done a really good job of explaining what obesity, the disease, actually is. Because it's not really about BMI. It's not really about how fat or thin you are. It's about your ability to change your behavior at a deep kind of Mm. unconscious level in response to your environment. And I don't think we've done a good job of explaining that. And maybe changing the name might be one way of trying to get a clearer sense of the scientific consensus out to ordinary people, you know. Okay, so let's start that explanation and that process of explanation. Why is obesity not just kind of a, a synonym for being fat? Well, the problem is that it kind of is, right? I mean, up until quite recently... But shouldn't be. Obese, well, I mean, it can be, but the BMI category that we call obesity, that pretty much just means having a higher body weight, right? Or colloquially being fat. Um, But when people have the disease, when they're living with the disease of obesity, the issue is not that they're fat, although very often, you know, people with obesity can be in larger bodies. The issue is that there is a kind of a breakdown in the ability of the system to handle excess food intake or to handle the um, the fat or the sugar or whatever, the energy that's coming in with the food, that they're not, the body isn't processing it in the healthiest way and it's kind of going into a vicious cycle of all kinds of medical complications. But it's really the body size, body composition is only a side effect. Okay, so, um, so only... can, can you have obesity and and not be overweight or fat? And conversely, yeah. can you be overweight but you're not, you don't have obesity? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can have, um, now, I'm not saying absolutely every expert would agree on this. This is still something that's discussed a lot, um, you know, at conferences like this and in the literatures. But Definitely, in my view, and a lot of people, you know, there's a growing kind of consensus around this. I mean, if you look at a condition like lipodystrophy, right, and you can, people can Google this, it's really interesting. You'll see people who are extremely lean, they have very gaunt faces often, they have very little fat in their upper body, their overall BMI might even be towards the underweight. Yeah. But they have all the same internal complications. They have maybe fatty liver and they have all kinds of metabolic disruption, effectively what's happening is their bodies are not able to generate new fat cells to store energy 
And so fat cells are being stored in really unhealthy places. And that's a big issue for a lot of people with obesity. Um, so what we're seeing is an inability to kind of store excess energy correctly as opposed to just excess energy. And, and, and in the, f- uh, the, the, the opposite scenario, how is it then that somebody ends up very overweight, but they don't have any of these issues? Well, I mean, a lot of people would argue that if you carry enough excess weight, you will get these issues eventually. Okay. Not in every single case, but it's quite common. Um, Because very often what's happening there is there might be issues with diet. There might be issues with maybe lack of physical activity or sedentary lifestyle that might be contributing both to the weight gain and to those other metabolic complications. Because, you know, poor diet, eating a diet that's high in fat, salt, sugar, all that kind of stuff, that's going to harm you pretty much regardless of your body size. And we're going to see that with people um, who live in bigger bodies where that might manifest in a higher weight. It might manifest in, you know, looking fat visually kind of thing. Well, um, that's interesting. Because, are not the same thing. Yeah, because, you know, uh, as soon as I guess the, the narrative over the last few years has, has been from experts that, when you're talking about somebody who's in a bigger body or overweight, however you want to describe it, that we have to be conscious of the disease of obesity uh, and that that's the cause for it. But what you're saying is, well, that might not be it. You know, it might actually just be the old things of kind of diet and exercise with that person. Well, the thing is... Not, not in all cases, mind- but you just can't assume, I guess, is the point. Well, I think you can assume in a certain sense, you can assume that everybody's weight is pretty much equally determined by their genetic profile. So, you know, sometimes you hear people say, oh, for some people it's genetic, but that's not really accurate because the reality is that for all of us, our body weight is generally as predictable based on genetics as our height is. So like you have a certain kind of weight set point that you establish as an adult or sometimes it's referred to as a defended weight range rather than a point. But the idea is that your body kind of hits a point at which it's comfortable and it will then resist every attempt to lower the weight below that. Um, Now, in some cases where people are suffering with the disease of obesity and they have, you know, all kinds of medical complications, maybe type 2 diabetes, maybe cardiovascular disease, you want to treat that medically, right? You need to go in and try and get the weight down and more importantly, try and improve the metabolic profile. But everybody's weight is pretty much equally determined. Like it's not that some people are kind of just lazy and greedy and other people have some physiological cause. In reality, all of our weight is pretty much equally out of our control, really. And and to go back then to the the rebrand, the renaming, chronic appetite dysregulation, that that then is is to get us to move away from a world wherein people, and I include myself in this, use obesity to describe the size of someone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because we want to get away from... I mean, the other factor here is that there's a huge number of people that would identify as fat and they're you know they just are in a larger body but they don't experience any symptoms like to be honest i'm kind of one of those people myself like on a day-to-day basis my biggest health issue is probably low blood pressure but i'm fat do you know and so it may there may come a time in the future when i start to experience metabolic complications and then i might need medical treatment but for the moment it makes way more sense to say forget about body size yeah Hit the gym, take care of yourself, eat your fruit and veg, eat your, you know, your, your whole grain processed foods, all that art, unprocessed yeah. foods, all that kind of stuff that everybody kind of needs to do for their health anyway. 
and just forget about the BMI thing. And, you know, obviously being at a higher weight, I'm going to be at elevated risk for those complications mm. and for the and, disease of obesity. And, so, sh- and surely if, if this does come in, this, this this renaming of it, and we call it CAD or chronic appetite dysregulation, do, do we then, do we relegate the, the, the word obesity kind of to the dustbin of history and... Uh, or just leave it as a synonym of fat and if we do relegate it do we just go back then to describing people in bigger bodies as fat well I mean personally and I know this is controversial and people have very different feelings personally I see fat as a neutral descriptor I think it's a universally understood term for the kind of body I have you know and so I have no problem with it I know some people don't like it and I understand why I don't, I suppose for me and for my co-author, who's Francis Finucane in Galway, like I think one of the things that we're conscious of is that we don't get to say what obesity means to the general public, right? It already has a meaning. It already means fat or high BMI or both. And if we're trying to use that same word to convey something much more complex about this emerging medical knowledge about the disease, we're just really confusing people and we're not getting our message across. That's my concern. So whether we call it CAD, whether we call it ABCD, which was another proposal from um, some endocrinology groups a few years ago, whether we call it something else entirely, that's fine. But we just need to say that the disease that we need to have prevention for, we need to have treatment for, yeah. it's, it's, it's not the fact that you're fat or it's not the fact that you have a high BMI. It's something different. Dr. Margaret Steele from the School of Public Health in University College Cork, one of the authors of this report. Margaret, an absolute pleasure and thanks a million. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.